Last week, we talked about the Fourth Industrial Revolution, also known as the Great Reset. We talked about it because the purveyors of the Great Reset are meeting in Davos, Switzerland last week. We're meeting down there. Knowing their end goals seems to be important before playing what they actually said. That's why we talked about the Great Reset last week. With that podcast being out and maybe given some time to digest it, let's talk about what they said, what our elites said at the World Economic Forum's conference. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you all had a great uh, Memorial Day. We had a great Memorial Day weekend, a lot of fun, a lot of recovering yesterday. So didn't do too much yesterday, watched some baseball, watched the Dodgers blow another game. But that's, let's get straight to it now. Uh, Davos. All right. We're going to talk, we're going to go over what a bunch of these people actually said during this conference. Now, the Davos conference itself was really boring. I tried to watch a little bit of it, and it's just, ugh, I couldn't do it. But there were definitely some highlights. And there were some highlights by people we shouldn't be too surprised about. Now, this first guy, um, this is made more creepy by the German accent. I expected this guy to actually put his arm in the air and say, Sieg Heil. This is how creepy this sounded. This is Klaus Schwab the founder and head of the World Economic Forum and the designer of the Fourth Industrial Revolution or the Great Reset. And his opening statement was probably about as shocking as it gets because he's basically admitting what we all already know. And by the way, I want to find it, I find it amazing. This was not covered by anybody. Fox News didn't cover it. CNN didn't cover it. Um, uh, MSNBC. Nope. Nobody covered this. The only person, the only people that covered this were conservative, true conservative media. Daily Wire covered it. Uh, Jack Probasic covered it, which we're going to talk about a little bit about him later because he was actually there. Rebel News covered it. OAN covered it. Newsmax covered it. But nobody else covered it. You know why? We're going to find out. Let's listen to Klaus Schwab in his creaky, creepy German accent. And then let's, tear, let's take it apart a little bit. But we also are at the tail end of the most serious health catastrophe of the last hundred years, COVID-19. And we have to reinforce our resilience against a new virus possibly, or other risks which we have on the global agenda. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders of larger communities, that we serve not our only self-interests, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, 
is that we collaborate. And this is the reason why you find many opportunities here during the meeting to engage into very action and impact-oriented initiatives to make progress related to specific issues on the global agenda. I swear to God, they couldn't have found a worse spokesman. He sounds like Adolf Hitler. Sorry, he does. Okay, so let's go over what he said. Okay, first off, the future is built by the people in that right in that room. Question is why? Who are these people? Who elected them? We're gonna turn. It's gonna turn out. It's just a bunch of people that agree with them. None of them have been elected. Even John Kerry, who ended up there, he was never elected. He was never an elected official. He was a a. a, a crappy freaking senator for a little bit and who said the future needed to be rebuilt and who said they had the answers more on that in a second i think the united states who schwab sees as a big blockade the biggest blockade to the great reset because the united states has the economy that blows every other economy economy out he, we're the biggest problem because of that pesky little thing called the Constitution. But I, we are fine in the United States. Yeah, we've got some social issues we need to deal with, but we can deal with that, and that's up to us. That is not up to the World Economic Forum and Australia and New Zealand and Switzerland and uh, the European Union. No, we have nothing to do. They, they Go do your thing. You do you, we do us. And then this is the first shot. Oh, stakeholder, stakeholder versus shareholder capitalism. First, thing, first things first, there's no such thing as stakeholder capitalism. It's just fascism. When the world, when the government controls business, that's not capitalism, that's fascism. And that's what he wants to implement. Capitalism, shareholder capitalism, is a where a company, someone invests in a company, and he expects the company to be profitable, and that shareholder expects money. And so how does a company become more profitable? This is the problem with stakeholder capitalism. A company becomes more profitable by innovating. Well, if you've got so many, and we see this in the United States right now, if you have so many regulations, you can't be you can't be, you don't have the money to be innovative and people don't want to invest in that company. That company ends up not being innovative. By the way, where did we see that? Oh yeah, Germany. Uh, we saw that in Italy in the 40s. We saw that in the Soviet Union during the 20th century. We're seeing that in China now. China doesn't innovate anything. They steal and then they create from that stolen merchandise, and half the time it doesn't work. Now, here's something that, of course, nobody played except for a couple of people who were following this. This is what Charles Schwab thinks is a blueprint for a solid global economy. The blueprint where the government subsidizes business, and that shareholders are non-existent, they don't exist, and where the WEF gets to set up regulations, well, there is already a blueprint for that out there. 
And Klaus Schwab needs to point that out to you. Listen. Thanks also to the leadership of China in terms of fighting the pandemic, in terms of reinvigorating its economy. We have now a window of opportunity to create this global reset which we all need. This global reset is necessary because we have seen that our policies which we pursued before the coronavirus struck us, that those policies do not create the necessary inclusion of society necessary for harmonious societal development. And they do not create the sustainability of what we are doing. Just think of the global warming, how fast it is developing in the opposite into the negative direction. So we have a great opportunity at this moment, like we had after World War II, to have in some way a new beginning in our global cooperation, in globalization, in managing our global affairs. I hope that we will not miss this opportunity. That's right. The Chinese government is the perfect government. The government that knows what they're doing. China, which created and released this virus, whether accidentally or on purpose. China, who lied about their statistics during COVID. Only 5,500 people died in all of China with COVID. And of course, they're shut down again, so we know that was a lie. China, that uses slave labor. China, that has unfair trade practices. China, that has concentration camps and is committing genocide. China, that is in a recession right now. Because their economy is fantastic. This guy thinks China's economy and social system is what we should be using around the world. This should scare you that people like this have this power. That people like this are influencing governments with policy, uh, through policy. And he admitted. So, and it's not just him. It's not just him. If he didn't have a following, he'd be irrelevant. Here's, here is Helen Clark. She is the former Prime Minister of New Zealand. Listen to what she had to say. The reality is that political resolve to fight COVID is waning. Popular support for measures is, is waning. You know, people are over COVID. The problem is it's not done with us, but we're in danger of losing this moment for transformative uh, change. And let's face it, people are still dying in significant numbers every, every day. People are still developing long COVID every day. Uh, Low-income countries uh, are horribly, horribly under, under-vaccinated. We've got issues here and now. I think another reason is that the package of things that has to happen is trans-sector, and there hasn't yet been an effort to try and bring together a a head of state and government level focus on the range of things that needs to be done. We said this needs a special session at the General Assembly. It needs a negotiated political declaration that brings the different threads together. We're talking not just the WHO and health ecosystem. We're talking the WTOs. We're talking the IFIs. We're talking the wide range of 
foundations, players uh, in the space. And so a, a lot of people are doing bits and pieces, but it's not looking like a coordinated push to get transformational change. Schwab admits this too, that the only reason COVID is something we should all be embracing is because it can create this change, that it is the catalyst, it is the trigger that will allow the WEF to start bringing all countries and companies together. And this gal's just adding to it. Hey, we just need a representative at the WEF that can sit back and tell the uh, policymakers what to implement. By the way, New Zealand, notorious for their lockdowns during the pandemic. Notorious for it. They implemented pretty much the same policies that China did, where they, they shut down everything. They created internment camps. And by the way, just because this is not something I'm going to bring up today, but they also have implemented huge gun control measures, a, a, gun, con, a gun buyback program. They've disallowed automatic, uh, semi-automatic weapons and, limit, and put um, restrictions on magazine sizes. Gee, I wonder why they did that, right? during the pandemic. And this is a big thing with all these people. Do you notice no one says, hey, the pandemic's over, or it's not as dangerous as it used to be. These guys want this to continue on. It'll be monkeypox. They'll do the same thing with monkeypox. The problem is in a country like the United States, where monkeypox is actually more of a sexually transmitted disease than anything else, the United States has a hard time pushing that. But the reality is these people, they're trying to control. Okay, now here is J. Michael Evans, who is the CEO of Alibaba Group. Now, Alibaba Group is an innovator and an e-commerce sort. They work with just about everything, including supply chains, including warehousing, including development. It's a huge company, and it's worldwide. A lot of the things you deal with, like let's just say you're working with... Uh, uh, Amazon, yeah, you're getting from the Alibaba group. He brings up something else that is already being implemented in China. And Klaus Schwab talks about this a lot in his two, two Great Reset books. And that is tracking the public to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Listen. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Wow, and you hear in the background somebody going, hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess who's not going to be tracked? CEO of Alibaba Group, J. Michael Evans, he's not going to be tracked. John Kerry's not going to be tracked. Klaus Schwab's not going to be tracked. It's going to be everybody else. But hey, you know what? There's, there's nothing to see here. It's no big deal. By the way, you're being tracked now. Your cell phone is always tracking you. Google is always tracking you. Amazon is always tracking you. We're, this stuff, this technology he's talking about that hasn't been implemented, that's going to be more overt. That's going to be Chinese-style tracking. But it's already happening. We're already being tracked. I turn off my phone half the time. I have VPNs on everything, but who knows if that stuff's working. And this is one of the things Klaus 
Schwab said in his book, and that's going to be really hard to implement in the United States because of that funny little thing called the Constitution. People are not going to go for that in the United States. That's why in his two books, the one released in 2020 and 2021, he basically says, well, people need to just accept it. Yeah, well, I got news for you. They're not accepting in a lot of countries. They're not accepting in France, Australia, New Zealand, Great Britain, the United States. They're not accepting that anywhere. Speaking of tracking the plebs, here's Pfizer CEO Alberto Borla. He says they're trying to invent a more inventive way to track people to see if they've taken their vaccines. Hmm. No self-interest here. Listen to what he has to say. It is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance. Uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. No problem there, right? Hey, by the way, I, I want you to find somebody and ask them the Great Reset. What is it? What do you think? And I guarantee you that person will probably say it's a conspiracy theory. Not that these guys are having a conference on that. Not that Klaus Schwab, who's trying to implement the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, whatever you'd like to call it, that sounds more legitimate. They'll sit there and say it's a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. These guys are talking about it. It's happening. It's happening. By the way, you think money has nothing to do with the Great Reset? You know what the Pfizer CEO, Albert, said? Al sat there and was bitching and moaning that he had billions of dollars in Pfizer vaccine. That's just going to go bad because people aren't taking it anymore. And by the way, where did Pfizer get their money? Did I pay to get my vaccines? Nope. The government paid. The government subsidized. That's exactly what the world wants you to do. The government does not... You own nothing. It's the government that pays for everything. It subsidizes everything. That's what China's doing right now. And by the way, it's led China into a, into a, bloody, uh, uh, into a bloody recession. They are falling apart right now, China. But that's what they want for the world. Don't kid yourself when you believe these guys are not thinking about money. They're constantly thinking about money. And then they want to afford tracking material. They want to invent tracking material that makes sure the government has to pay for a certain vaccine. It gets better. Here's it in, in Mon Grant. Uh, she's, the e, she's Australia's e-safety commissioner. Okay, I get the impression she had it let out a little bit more than she meant to. I think some of this was kind of an accident. I also want to point out the Pfizer CEO, he's from Greece. Okay, so let's let's be clear. Let's be clear about something. This is from all over the world. These people are it's not just the United States. It's not just Europe. It's not just the European Union. It's all over the world. So here's what she had to say. 
we are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're we have increasing polarization everywhere and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be so i think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online you know from freedom of speech to the freedom to you know to be free from on online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity Okay, first off, does this broad sound Australian? Or does she sound kind of, I don't know, American? She sounds American to me. I don't hear that, you know, crocodile Dundee accent from her. Just kind of weird. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so, by the way, the polarization, I don't know about you, the polarization that's being caused within the United States, I don't think that polarization is caused by people just doing what people do. I think a lot of that polarization is being pushed by that by the government. I mean, public schools are pushing critical race theory and critical gender theory. The uh, gun control is being pushed by the left. Gun, even though gun control won't do a damn thing, except disarm people. And we see what happens when you disarmed uh, Australia. Suddenly, everyone was being stuck in internment camps and being arrested for nothing. I think it is the heavy hand of regulation that is causing a lot of the binary problems. But here's the thing. I think she let the um, human rights thing, like free speech, I think that was a slip. I think that was a gaffe. I don't think she meant to say that. She was just talking. Because you notice she suddenly changed into protecting children and think well yeah we all are into protecting children but again the big argument against that is uh who's responsible for protecting the children isn't it their parents the reality is human rights that are defined in our constitution god-given human rights like free speech freedom of religion freedom to protest freedom of the press freedom to bear arms Freedom from government tyranny. All of these things. They're trying to get rid of. And this whole global reset thing. Even though they're putting lipstick on a pig. All it is. Is fascism and tyranny. That's all it is. Well you know. It's not only the worst people. In the rest of the world. Decided to go to this thing. Like Xi Jinping and George Soros. They, those two actually talked too. Then there was. Americans. Bill Gates was there. He had a speech. I've got the I've got the the tape of it, but I, I don't really care to play it. And then there's John Kerry, the climate czar, a guy who has been a worthless government official that married a catch-up heiress. He had something to say, and guess what? It's all our fault. Everything is our fault, and that now. We need the government. We need the world to save. We need the world's elites to save us. This is kind of a long couple of clips. So just listen to it because it's it's really worth to see that this is not just a European power thing or an Australian or a Chinese thing. This is here in the United States too. You say, where do we stand now? We, we stand on a precipice. And if you pull back from the precipice and do the things we need to do, we have an incredible future ahead of us with the capacity to open up a brand new, unbelievable uh, economy globally. 
in the world's greatest transformation ever as we move to a new energy economy, as we get pollution out of the air, which is what is causing the climate crisis. People forget greenhouse gases are pollution. And 15 million people a year die because of the quality of the air around the world, which comes principally from fossil fuel burning that is not mitigated, abated. And so we stand on the precipice of being able to move away from that. You can run around the planet, and there isn't any country on the planet that isn't feeling and living the impacts of the climate crisis. Droughts, fires, mudslides, floods, storms with greater intensity that comes from the increased moisture coming from the ocean, which comes from the increased heat going into the ocean, because 90% of the warming of the planet goes into the ocean. And the oceans, they are at risk. The chemistry changing faster than they have in millions of years. And you can't solve the problem of the oceans if you don't solve climate. You can't solve the problem of climate if you don't solve the ocean. And people need to understand that 51% of the oxygen we breathe comes from the ocean. So we're, 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 we're dealing with a crisis here, folks. It's a crisis made by human beings. Okay, I do want to point out something. I mean, he's talking about the storms are, are, and here's the big problem I have with climate change, and I've studied a little bit about it now. Um, storms are not bigger now than they were. They're causing more damage. That's because more people are in those areas. Uh, we already know in California we have a huge fire problem, but we have a huge fire problem because forest the forestation service is, is jacking up. Droughts, that just happens. We have droughts in California. We have them all the time. We've been having them since forever. I mean, California is a desert. He keeps bringing all this stuff up. He has no context. Prove it to me. What storm was large? The largest storm in the United States was 1908. The largest hurricane was in 1908. We had another one. The second one was like in the 1930s. Hurricanes have not been getting bigger. They're just been the same. You know, I talk about snow. Oh, it got cold. You know, well, yeah, it's winter. It gets cold. And is it any wonder why we have forest fires the same time every year in California, Washington, and Oregon? Yeah, because we can tell when they're going to come. We know when they're coming. This is not a big shock. But this is what this guy pushes. And by the way, he did this. Whose fault is it? It's your fault. That And they need to fix it. We cause this by burning oil because you want to have electricity. We cause this by burning oil because you need to eat. And they can fix it. Which is an absolute load of bull crap. They're not going to fix anything. Climate always changes. But that's been John Kerry's thing. And by the way, who made John Kerry the climate czar? Joe Biden. You know Joe Biden likes this stuff. Look at him. He's a little tyrant now. And he's 82, he's 80 years old and stupid. We rubes created this mess and we need to bend the knee to the elites so that they can fix this mess. That's what it comes down to. Now, the big question is how powerful are, is this group, right? And that's got to be the question. That might be a question you asked. Well, let me put it to you this way. Um... They have their own police force in Davos, Switzerland. 
They hire police departments. They have their own patch for the police in Davos. And guess what? If they don't like you, they're going to detain you. And they and because Switzerland is a different country, it's not the United States. They don't have to have a reason for it. Here is Jack Posebiak, who is in Davos. He's a conservative. He's in Davos. He he does podcasts. He's a journalist and he's a um, reporter. So he's in Davos, and guess what happened to him? He got stopped by the WEF police, not security detail, because a security detail tells you. They can't do anything to you. He got actually picked up by the the WEF police. Listen to what happened there. Excuse me, can I ask you while you're detaining this journalist? Can you put the phone away, please? Uh, can I ask you why you're detaining this journalist? I don't answer your question. Is it uh, not, uh, we're not able to report away. here? Please put Excuse the phone me? away. Okay. Uh, can I ask you guys yeah, why you can, you're can you? Yeah, can you um, please stop filming? Then we How, can talk. Uh, why do I need to stop filming? Because I ask you to. It's the per, it's my personal right because I don't like to be filmed. Okay. And it's a right in Switzerland. Um, if I don't want to But be can filmed. I ask why he's being detained then? I won't point the camera at you then. I won't film you, but I would like to know why this journalist is being detained on public property. We're not, we're, what, what's detained? Uh, can you explain How the come word? he's being surrounded right now? Is he uh-huh. allowed to leave the area? We're, we're just um, making a normal police control uh, because, you know, it's web, everything is, is very simple. Is there a sensitive. reason he specifically was targeted? Uh, there is a reason because we, we have to have a reason to 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 uh, so control a, a what person. What was the reason? What was he doing? I don't have to tell you that. Why why you why are you asking me that? Uh, because this is uh, you know he's uh, there's many journalists here and I want to yeah, know why know. he specifically is being detained. There there is a reason, but uh, everything is clear now and um, we're about to leave in just a few seconds. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. Could you please now, uh, can I ask you please to delete your, your... See that? That's what you can expect. By the way, they want gun control. These people want gun control. But, except for them. Prosebiak, or I'm going to call him Jack because I, I don't want to mispronounce his name. Prosebiak. Um, he was surrounded by five people with M16s. Automatic weapons. Five. Not including that spokesman who was talking. And it was because, well, I don't need to tell you why. Well, no, you kind of do. Oh, you can't record me. And by the way, freedom of the press is not a thing in Switzerland or Europe. The press doesn't have the freedom they have in the United States. But that's what they want to make the press like in the United States. You got a couple of press outlets that aren't cooperating. You got OAN, Newsmax, you got Fox News, though Fox News I think is cooperating quite a bit. And you've got independent news media not cooperating at all. They want to shut those down. This is what's happening. This you would think this would be the biggest thing last week. Because these people are trying to determine how our lives go. These people are trying to determine where we go, what we eat, what we think, 
what we say, what we hear from the press. This seems to me like it was probably a pretty bloody important uh, conference that nobody covered, including Fox News. I think Tucker did cover a little bit of it. But the reality is this wasn't covered very much. Question you should be asking is, why not? Why wasn't this covered? These people have support from Pfizer, which, by the way, got billions of dollars from the United States government to force a jab in our arms. This group is covered by Alibaba, who is making billions, if not trillions of dollars from the United States. Why are we covering this? Bill Gates, whose operating system is sitting on your computer right now. John Kerry, who is working for the government and was assigned to this detail by the President of the United States. Don't you think this should have been probably covered a little bit? And it wasn't. Well, I hope you enjoyed today. I know this is pretty dark. I've got some great stuff coming this week. Uh, you know, I missed four days. So I hope you enjoyed. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. This is Gene. And you're, oh, by the way, go to, uh, go to Rumble because I actually have some new videos out. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.